Reputation. Reputation. Oh, doctor, you mustn't do this to yourself. You've got to stop thinking about it. But look, you haven't even touched your food. There. Now I've touched it. Happy? Deadheads, welcome to our podcast. I'm Jason. And I'm Karen. And this is The Walking Dead Cast episode 1840. Seems like it. <laughs> <laughs> no, it doesn't. It seems like 184. Um, but I just want so between all of the rape and child murdering over on Game of Thrones and the throat slitting cannibalism and ripping the heads in half and stuff like that on Walking Dead. Fun stuff. It'd be good to lighten things up a little bit. Yes, please. So this is our happy edition of Walking Dead cast. This is the song. La 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 la. Elmo song. La, it's a happy la, la, song. La 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 la. Elmo song. Oh, my dear. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> But I, you know, I was thinking about it, and it kind of feels like that's what we do anyway. Like we, we, you know, people watch Walking Dead, and they come to us to kind of help take the edge off. We are here for you, helping you to take the edge. Deal off. with the trauma, <laughs> right? Exactly. We put Seriously, the you know, like the happy spin on zombies. Well, especially when someone, uh, you know, that people care about dies, it's like this little support group. <laughs> You know what, though? The thing is, to me, zombies are funny. I've always thought zombies were funny. I was trying to figure out the difference between this podcast and uh, or this show and Game of Thrones where Mm -hmm. people die, adorable people die. And I think the difference to me is that for some reason I can the people on Game of Thrones seem a little more real or maybe it's just that that. Zombies don't seem real to me. Zombies seem stupid and funny. And, Mm -hmm. you know, they're not going to come and chomp me down. I mean, not that dragons are either, but does that make sense? It kind of does. I mean, you've said that before. And uh, I think if if that perspective will keep you watching the show, I'm all for it. (laughs) If that crazy perspective is what you need to go on, Karen. Is what you you need to believe. (laughs) I kind of get it sometimes for sure. Like, especially uh, when the zombies are just wandering around, bumping into stuff or uh, in the Romero movies when they're dressed funny. Yeah. But I, I don't feel like, I feel like that too sometimes, but that's not all they are for me. You know, sometimes I look at them and I see, oh man, that used to be his wife and that's really tragic, you know? And yeah. so in that instance, I'm not thinking, look at that goofy zombie that used to be his wife. I'm just like, oh man, that must be hard for him. <laughs> <laughs> but that's yeah. my, I don't want to try to change your perspective. Like, let's just. Let's just go with that. Like. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So this episode will be some news about The Walking Dead, just to keep it you know, focused on The Walking Dead a bit. But then we're going to go into Young Frankenstein, which is the Mel Brooks classic comedy. 
that's a happy happy movie heck yeah uh then we'll do deadcast top five the top five things that make us happy and then we'll do some listener moans groans and grunts some stuff that's great before we get into the news mid-roll this awesome company that helps hook us up with advertisers they updated their ad survey and they asked us to ask you guys to fill that thing out again it's at podsurvey.com slash deadcast it they say it takes about five minutes one little motivation. I think it's really interesting because you can see the demographics of the show once you're done. So if you're curious about what kind of people listen, how many men, how many women, stuff like that, you can find out. Also, your answers help us get advertisers that are well matched to you guys, which is really important to me. It's like totally essential. I don't want to advertise stuff that nobody cares about. Also, as a, another bonus, if when you're done with the survey, you can enter to win a $100 Amazon gift card. Nice. podsurvey.com slash deadcast. Sweet. Obvious threat to untold numbers of citizens. The people he kills get up and kill. Are they slow moving, Chief? Yeah, they're dead. They're all messed up. This is a Walking Deadcast news update. That makes them sound funny. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Okay, first thing. Walker Stalker Orlando is coming up this month, June 27th, 28th. Are you excited? I am. I'm. We've had a break, so it feels weird. Like we did several in a row, right? And now I'm like, did I forget how to do it? You know, I'm curious to see yes. how it's going to go. You've probably um, forgotten all about it. <laughs> I know. I, what is it again? What are these zombies? <laughs> but uh, I am excited, and it's going to be a great one. There's tons of great guests: uh, Redis, Stephen Young, Greg Nicotero, John Bernthal, who we just found out. Is going to be the Punisher. I'll talk about that in a minute. Emily Kinney, Scott Wilson, uh, Lenny James. I think this is nice. first one. And Melissa Hutchison. And I'm going to be doing a panel with Nestor Carbonell, Harold, per- Harold Perrino, Elizabeth Mitchell, Henry Ian Cusick from Lost. I am so jealous. <laughs> Isn't that awesome? Yes. <laughs> I'm really excited about that. I've been rewatching some of Lost. And you guys know I have some big problems with Lost. Um, but I also, as I've always said... That's mostly to do with the mythology and the mystery around it, but I there's many things about the show I love, and even with all the problems I have with it, it's it's still in my top ten list of shows of all time. It's just not as high as it would have been, but I I, I love it, and I can't wait to talk to these yes. guys. And I won't bring up why is the show flawed. I'm not going to say anything like that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to focus on the stuff because I because really they like. are just the actors. Yeah, uh, you that's know, true. I would love for them to get, and if you could. Uh, Ask them next time to get Jorge Garcia. I know. I mean, I, I would imagine that James w- has tried because he is an, a bigger Lost fan than anyone else I know. In fact, he had a bunch of the Lost paraphernalia <gasps> and he sold it to some Lost museum after a while because it was just taking up a lot of space in his house. Wow. He is an <clears throat> Uber fan. He is. Um, I just wanted to say that I want to do, I really want to do a meetup for this one. Uh, so I know, I think um, Marcy Brinker is out there and some other people, some other listeners. So please come to that. I, we'll probably have it Saturday <laughs> night at six at the Hyatt Regency Hotel Bar. And uh, I'd love to meet you guys. And it's fun to chat with other fans and listeners. Yeah, it is. We had a, we had a great time when we did that in Atlanta. That was the best. Yeah, that was the best one. It was great. Okay. As I mentioned a minute ago. John Bernthal has been cast as the Punisher for season two of Marvel's Daredevil series on Netflix. Do you know anything about the Punisher? No, I don't. 
tell me. He punishes people. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) He's this like grim dude who lost his, who's the mob killed his family. And so he became this cutthroat vigilante that goes around killing people. Wow, it's actually a great fit for John Bernthal. Right. I, could, I could see him be that sort of dark, brooding character. Definitely. And he has a big skull on his chest. <laughs> Does he really? <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, you know, on his shirt or whatever. Right, right. But, uh, yeah. Oh, I thought you meant a tattoo. <laughs> it could be underneath the shirt. Think, I didn't think you meant an actual skull on his chest. Although that would be weird. Yeah, if he taped a skull to his chest or his actual skull was sticking out of his chest. <laughs> There's a villain like that called Modoc that his face is actually his whole midsection. And really? He has no head. Ooh, freaky. Very attractive. So Bernthal was going to be doing a panel in Orlando, but as soon as that news came out, I found out he will no longer be doing the panel. So I, I guess they'd want him to keep quiet about Daredevil secrets. Oh, so he's going to be there. He just won't be on a panel. Yeah, he'll be ah, got it. doing autographs and stuff like that. Cool. Uh, new cast member for season six announced Corey Hawkins plays Heath of Alexandria. Uh, I only mentioned that for comic readers. You guys will know that character. So the guy looks just like him. We haven't seen every single person in Alexandria at this point. Nope. Huh. I think there's several that we haven't seen. They've been, they've been hiding, I guess. Yeah, they've been just like. <laughs> Background behind the camera on the other side, (laughs) staring at Rick. Yeah, (laughs) there's a great new poster for Fear the Walking Dead. It shows this long, kind of dark hallway. I think it's a school with this shadowy zombie kid at the end walking all crooked. It looks like a classic old school horror. Yes, please. I want to check it out. Do we have a link to that on our website? I'll put it up there. Cool. I it made me think. Maybe Fear the Walking Dead will be more like a horror movie than The Walking Dead is. And I really hope so. And I was thinking maybe because fear is in the title, that might be a clue. Yes, exactly. Oh, that'd be cool. More fear. Yeah. A few more fear items here. Kirkman said in Fear the Walking Dead season one, there will be, quote, zero woods. He promises no woods. <laughs> yeah, I think The Walking Dead, the original they Walking Dead. They kind of cover that. Enough, yeah, huh? that, yeah, it's covered. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like endless woods. Just like in, in Lost, it's like we're walking through the jungle, yeah. we're walking through the jungle, we're walking through the jungle. Yeah, same deal with The Walking Dead. That's so, true. Yay. <laughs> yeah, that was another thing on Lost. Like a lot of plots involved walking through the jungle. <laughs> One place <laughs> to another. What else are you going to do on an right. island? Um, yeah, this will be more L.A. urban sprawl, I think. I forgot if I already mentioned this on a previous podcast, but Kirkman has said recently that Fear the Walking Dead will premiere in August. Oh. Did I say that? I don't think I so, don't huh? I don't think so. That's great. Yeah. So I'm happy because I'll be on vacation in July in, in early August. And I was thinking I was going to have to be podcasting from Spain, but maybe not. Wow. That's fantastic. Yeah. It's six episodes. So... I'm hoping they'll do it and lead right into Walking Dead, but we'll see. But the Walking Dead season five rewatch this year might be kind of tricky because of that. Mm. We'll see. We might not be able to do it, but we'll see. I do want to watch this rewatch this season again and see how it holds together because I think it was the best one. 
I think so too. How many episodes were there? 16. 16. It's a lot. Yeah. yeah. We can do it. Watch it at double speed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, uh, so Telltale said they had some big Walking Dead news. They're set to reveal it at E3 this Monday, June 15th at 9 a.m. So you might have already heard it by the time I'm saying this, but I'm going to go ahead and predict that they'll announce that uh, Clementine is really a man. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> that, uh, <laughs> that there's going to be a... A, a smaller Walking Dead game in between seasons two and three. That's what I think they're going to announce because they had a small one called 400 Days in between season one and two, and it was awesome. Was it? It really was, yeah. It was It was different than the main game, but it tied in really well. Was Clementine in it? No, she wasn't in it. But <laughs> some of the characters who were in it showed up later in uh, season two with Clementine. Oh, cool. So it was all tied together. It was really neat. We love us some Melissa. I know. Yeah, totally. All right. According to The Hollywood Reporter, Robert Kirkman has signed a new, quote, rich multi-year deal with AMC. He's going <laughs> to develop new projects. Yeah. And he'll. Can, they just probably wanted to keep him tied into being the working on Walking Dead because it says he'll still be executive producer and everything. He's a busy man. He is, and here's some other things. So he's been working on this show called Outcast for Cinemax, based on a comic, a demon comic that he does. Good Lord. He has a two-year first-look film deal with Universal. He recently, uh, Michael Bay and Steven Spielberg started putting together what they're calling this brain trust for, it's like a writer's room for Transformers movie spinoffs. Good Lord. <laughs> and he's one of those. Uh, I hate the Transformers movies, by the way. But maybe, I don't know. And see, here's the thing in Hollywood right now, because Marvel has been so successful at doing all these superhero movies that tie in together, then now everybody wants to do that. So <laughs> they're trying to figure out ways to make, you know, a hundred movies all about the same universe. Right. right. Hollywood has run out of ideas. A bad idea. Yeah. Wow. Hey, what does he do in his spare time? He writes comics. <laughs> he writes like two or three comics, which Lord. some people just write one and that's their whole job. Right. They write one comic. Yes. That's his like, you know, when he go, when he's going to the bathroom, he writes his comics or something. <laughs> <laughs> Eating cereal in the and morning. And they're good. Yeah. <laughs> Can I ask, does he, is he married? Does he have kids? He's married and he has at least one kid. Wow. I know. Jeez. But, Maybe he outsources everything. Maybe he, like he, he, might. he has he has like some people on retainer who who do, mm. do all his bidding, and he just sits back and There's eats like ho hos. Guys in India writing his comics. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know, one with that Outcast comic, I think he does do that. It, he's treating it. I think he's taking what he learned from TV, where you have one showrunner, but several writers writing the individual episodes. I think that's how he's doing the outcast comic. So he actually doesn't write those. He just kind of gives out the plots and lets different people write the issues. Oh, so that's yeah, one okay. way he, he's, I mean, God, I could, 
I'm the opposite of him. I fritter away my time doing stupid crap. No, most of the time. you know what you do? You what? fritter away your time consuming his products. That's that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yes. same thing. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, but that, yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah, he's got me. <laughs> but I make this podcast, and I'm proud of that. Damn it. Yes, that's right. Yeah. Good for me. So then the, ne- the last thing is the CEO of IMAX said he'd like to show Walking Dead episodes on IMAX. <clears throat> last year, I guess they did the last two episodes of Game of Thrones season four. So that'd be pretty cool. I would, you know, I actually planned to see it and never got around to seeing it. Maybe David and I were out of town, but oh no, it was Game of Thrones. We That's tried- what I'm saying. Yeah. Game of yeah, Thrones yeah, yeah. season four. Yeah. Right, 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 right. We tried to see it, or we had every good intention to see it, but we just didn't get around to it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I don't know why it didn't, because it seems like something I'd want to do. But if they did Walking Dead, I'd go for sure. It, yeah, there's no deal made yet, but he, they want to. Be awesome. All right, let's move on to Young Frankenstein. Let's do it. So, when was the first time you watched this, and when was the last time you watched it? First time I watched it was only about a year ago. Last time really? I watched it, oh. yep, this is this week. So I, it came I out was in new to it. 74. Yes, it did. And I watched it I I, I watched it as a kid a few times and I, but it must have been on TV because in 74 I was 3 years old. I'm sure <laughs> I didn't go to the movies and watch it then. <laughs> I remember loving it as a kid. Uh I I really did like it a lot. I just watched it again last night for the first time in years. I didn't love it as much as I hoped I would, but I I loved it though. I loved it too. Yeah, I good. Really good. Did. I really did. David <laughs> but, actually, who loved it as a child and loves all of Mel Brooks movies, uh asked me to when when we uh I mean he loves this. He he Good. It's his thing. And so he got me to watch it the first time. And after that, I was like, oh, this is great. I'm all in with Mel Brooks. And don't tell him. So nobody tell him. But for his birthday coming up in August, I got him a a big Mel Brooks compendium of all Mel Brooks movies with all a DVD set, basically. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. And and that's really fun because I've never seen Blazing Saddles. Oh, you're going to love it. I know. I'm excited. (laughs) See, that's what I was going to say is... You know, some people think Young Frankenstein is Mel Brooks' best movie, and everyone else thinks it's Blazing Saddle. So those are the two, yes. really. Right. Yeah. Uh, so a few more notes about this movie. Um, it was written at, by Mel Brooks and Gene Wilder, directed mm-hmm. by Mel Brooks. It starred Gene Wilder as Victor Franken- Frankenstein, sorry, <laughs> Marty Feldman as Igor, Terry Garr as Inga. Uh-huh. I totally had a crush on her when I first saw this, too. She's hot. I know. <laughs> that still holds up, by the way. Yeah, well, every time I saw her after that, as she got older, I, I just still kind of felt the the rumblings. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Madeline Kahn as Elizabeth Lavenza. Cloris Leachman, who was awesome. Awesome. As Frau Blucher. <laughs> <laughs> Peter Doyle as Frankenstein's monster. So I didn't make this connection, but Peter Doyle also played uh, Raymond's dad on Everybody Loves Raymond. I don't know if you ever saw that show. Oh, are you kidding me? No, I only showed it, saw it a couple times. But yes, I mm-hmm. totally make that connection now. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I get it. Every time I go over to my grandma's house, that's on TV. Oh, that's a total grandma, grandma <laughs> TV show. Yeah, it's a good Sweet. show. Oh, yeah. Uh, and Gene Wilder, of course, he's been in a lot of great movies, but most famously Willy Wonka. 
Yep. Yep. But this may be my favorite Gene Wilder movie. Yeah. I'm just going to say it. Yeah. I, I got to watch that. I After you said that you liked uh, Johnny Depp better than Gene Wilder as Willy Wonka, mm-hmm. I was like, what? No way. And then I went and watched uh, the new one, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory yeah. with Nico, who loved it, by the way. And I was like, <laughs> yeah. he is great. He's great. He is. So I, I got to go back and watch the Gene Wilder one because <laughs> I think he was really great in that too. <clears throat> but I haven't seen it in a long time. So this is a parody of the famous universal horror movies of the 30s and 40s filmed in black and white, which was unusual in the 70s mm-hmm. when it came out. And most of the lab equipment uh, that they used in as props were created for the original 1931 Frankenstein Right, and they were like stored in some guy's garage who was connected with that movie. Yeah, yeah. They looked into it and they're like, yeah, that all of those set pieces still exist in this guy's garage. Joe took it home, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) it's pretty much what happened. And they they resurrected it for the movie, which is awesome. Totally. It looks like such a great old monster movie. And yeah, the set looked great. The setting and all the equipment and the... Electrical static and all that stuff. Yes. <laughs> and and the cinematography, too. Like, they, they filmed it like an old monster movie, too. So you can see the yes. cinematography. It makes it really look, not just because it's black and white, but because of the, the long shots that they have mm-hmm. and everything. It really looks like an old monster movie. I know. And Mel Brooks, you know, his movies are like Spaceballs, Men in Tights, <laughs> History of the World Part 1. Um this one, it, it, it maybe Blazing Saddles, but I think this one even more feels more substantial than those. It's mm-hmm. goofy, but it, it feels more. And I think it's because of that, because of the cinematography. And uh, they, I don't know, I got to go back and watch, but it felt like the they really paced things out. It wasn't yes. joke, 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 joke. Yes. In fact, it was more about their reactions to each other. Yeah. You know, like, like you said, uh, what did you say? Somebody rolled their eyes or something. Yes. Right. When Inga, when, at the beginning, when we had that, that great scene where she says, you haven't touched your food, doctor. And he <laughs> smashes it and he's like, there, I've touched it. And she <laughs> gives a sidelong view at the camera. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah it's that's right. just, it's just fantastic. Gosh, Terry Gar is great in that. I love her, her German accent. I know. Uh, you know, when he when he says uh, referring to the door, what knockers? Because he's giant knockers, yeah. and she says, "Oh, thank you, doctor." <laughs> <laughs> See now, great. I, my I have a list of the good and the not so good. And, <gasps> Does that make not so good? Well, yeah, because I thought the sex jokes were pretty dumb. They were, but they're like, great dumb. I didn't think so. Like oh, when thank you, doctor. When uh, like. <laughs> They're talking about theoretically what uh, bringing someone back to life would be because he would have to have larger parts. And she said something like, he would have an enormous fun stupor. And then (laughs) that goes without saying. And I just thought, I don't know. I guess sexual humor has gotten more sophisticated. So it it just sounds like playground stuff to me. And and the fact that she sings "Oh Sweet Mystery of Life" when they're <laughs> See, that was okay. That was okay. <laughs> Although that made me a little uncomfortable because it's like 
well, he's kind of forcing himself on her, but she already did seem pretty hot and bothered. So with his schwanzdukker, <laughs> enormous. <laughs> I like that. I like that. Uh, but I remember as a kid, I got I was totally like titillated by this movie. It was right, scandalous. Right. So we were talking about. I mean, I really do think that the genius is is it. it there are a lot of funny jokes for sure, but it's also just how they react to each other and how they take their time. And there's a lot of sort of tension in between the, the moment, the dialogue. Yes. yes. And here's, I don't know if you'll be able to get this from an audio clip because it is a lot about how they're looking at each other, but I want to play one anyway. It's uh Frau Bucher has Bruker has just shown them the library and Dr. Frankenstein is kind of exasperated because he wants to know where all the real, you know, research and stuff that his father did is. And so here's where it goes from there. This is the only library I know of, Dr. Frankenstein. <laughs> Frankenstein. <laughs> well, we'll see. Good night. Would the doctor care for a brandy before retiring? <laughs> no. Thank you. Some warm milk? <laughs> no, thank you very much. No thanks. Over, team. <laughs> Nothing. Thank you. I'm a little tired. And I will say good night. Good night. That's it. That's awesome. Because <laughs> oh, if you dude. just saw that script, it yes. wouldn't seem that funny. But no. the way, a warm milk, perhaps. Clarence <laughs> <laughs> Leachman, too, completely sells it. Oh, I'm, yeah. I mean, all of them are compl- are all in. Gene Wilder mm-hmm. is all in. Oh, yeah. They, they are all about this movie and being their weird, crazy characters. Uh-huh. It's so fun to see. I love also Marty Feldman as mm-hmm. Igor and his his silly Big face. giant eyes that look like they're CG. <laughs> it's so amazing. I thought, <laughs> are those prosthetics? Are those yeah. really his eyeballs? I, I actually think they went, are. They are. Yeah. Yep. I did too. I looked it up and he's known for that because they yep. look bulbous, as it yes. says on his Wikipedia page. <laughs> And his shifting hunchback. Yeah. And that, so that was improvised and so was the Ovaltine line, believe it or not. Really? That's what I read anyway. Oh, that's great. (laughs) But here's a question I have. If Frau Bruker, it it was revealed that she was the one playing the music to lead, to sort of lead them to the lab and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Well, why didn't she just tell him where the lab was when he asked? Because it wouldn't have been as cool. No, it wouldn't have been as cool. <laughs> and this is a comedy, so who cares? Right. Yeah, right. I can I can be okay with that. He was my boyfriend. That's right. <laughs> as if that was a huge revelation. Right. <laughs> uh, um, oh, funny. I le- so and Gene Wilder, like he 
would often have this intensity, but very deliberate and sort his eyes would be shifting around, but he would be still otherwise. You could feel the energy bubbling underneath and then he'd just go crazy like that. You know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he do that a lot. Yes, he did that a lot. I like when uh, he finally reclaimed that he was a Frankenstein. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Frankenstein. Well, here's one of the more famous segments that illustrates this now that brain that you gave me <laughs> was it hans delbrooks no ah good uh would you mind telling me whose brain i did put in and you won't be angry i will not be angry Abby someone. Abby someone. Abby who? Abby normal. Abby normal. I'm almost sure that was the name. <laughs> Are you saying that I put an abnormal brain into a seven and a half foot long... 54-inch white <laughs> gorilla! What? Is that what you're telling me? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. Is that what you're telling me? <laughs> so great. <laughs> and then what about the monster? The monster was awesome! Mm-hmm. He- he was perfect. He looked like the monster, and he was so great. I loved the putting on the Ritz segment. Yes. Oh, my me God. Me too. That was so good. And I read that uh, Mel Brooks fought against that, but Gene Wilder really wanted it in, and he fought so hard that Mel Brooks gave in. Good. Me too, yeah. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> I got to say, um, uh, Gene Wilder, not only can he sing, and he sings beautifully, but he's like a great, uh, his voice is a great counterpoint to the monster um, who who slips in, putting on the Ritz, <laughs> or yeah. whatever. Putting on the Ritz! <laughs> oh, very good! <laughs> <laughs> but he, he, he knew how to tap dance really well. Right, right, at the end, that was his big finale. Um, I also loved that uh, at the end when they when they did the the brain swap or whatever it was that they were doing exactly that he's so articulate and sweet. Yeah, yeah. At the very end, at the you know he's reading the Wall Street Journal in bed. <laughs> it's hilarious, <laughs> but he still has his enormous schwanzstucker. I liked how he seemed, you know, kind of monstrous and 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 blank. Well, not really blank, but. Just inhuman, except mm-hmm. sometimes he would have totally human reactions to things. <laughs> like he just roll, like when the guy, the blind guy, who's Gene Hackman, by the way, <laughs> yes. spilled soup on him. He was like, oh, come on, man. <laughs> look on his face like, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> or uh, when the little girl at the well says, oh, dear, nothing left. What shall we throw in now? And he has this kind of a sly look on his face like. He's going to throw her in. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. He's That's funny. fabulous. I lo- I was flipping out when I realized that that was Gene Hackman. Yeah. You can't really tell. The big beard. Yep. Yep. He's uh, apparently he asked Mel Brooks to be in it because he wanted to try doing comedy and see how it went. And I well thought done, he did really sir. well. Yep. <laughs> 
couple other funny ones that I loved is when uh, Igor said, you know, I'll never forget my old dad when these things would happen to him. The things he'd say to me. <laughs> what did he say? What the hell are you doing in the bathroom day and night? Why don't you get out of there and give someone else a chance? <laughs> it's like, okay. Then like, Frankenstein stares at him for a minute and then just like moves on. <laughs> I loved the secret revolving door that he discovers yeah. with Terry Gar and you know Put the candle back. Put the candle back. <laughs> <laughs> and uh I liked when he told the monster he was a good boy and everything. Yeah. Remember that part? Yes. Yeah, that was nice. Yep. Yep. And I like when they were eating dinner, uh, 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 Frankenstein, uh, Igor, Igor, and Inga, and uh, the monster's waking up, and he starts making the sounds like, mm-hmm. and, and <laughs> they're trying to figure out who's making the yummy sound. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It wasn't me. And it wasn't me. And, <laughs> then, and then for just a second, Gene Wilder uh, points to himself, and he's like, is it me? <laughs> and then they, and then the monster makes the sound again and they rush back down uh, yeah all excited i liked when he introduced madeline khan as my financier financier <laughs> or fiance <laughs> financier fiance she was wonderful when she was saying goodbye to him at the train station yes out of the lips taffeta darling uh-huh. it wrinkles but she i loved it because she, you know, it seemed like it was written to make her be a total sort of a stiff prude, but she seemed the way she played it kind of hot and bothered. Like she almost wanted him to do it, yes. but she had this party to go to, so she didn't want to be messed up, you know, Right, right. <laughs> which made it much more interesting because there was a lot of heat between them. Uh, and let's face it, uh, she ends up hooking up with uh, the big dumb monster. <laughs> yeah, which was pretty funny. Yes, I'm in love. There's a lot of infidelity and sex in Mel Brooks movies. Yes, yeah. yeah. Sex in the 70s was hilarious, kind of apparently. Big, yeah. <laughs> yeah, a whole different mindset, too. A lot of films are like that. You know, if you look at Woody Allen movies like Sleeper. Sleeper is all about the weird little sex jokes all through it. It's it's definitely a movie of its time. Yeah, Woody Allen movies are... Um, I think there's infidelity in every Woody Allen movie. Literally. And murder sometimes. Often. And what? Murder? Murder, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but now I don't even want to watch any more Woody Allen movies. Yeah, yeah. After what we found out. Right? You know, it's allegations, but it's just icky. It is. And... And also, honestly, I think he reached his peak a long time ago. I mean, that's, I, I know. He everybody. comes out with good ones. Every, yeah, I don't agree with that. Well, I would say you're right. He reaches peak, but he's still, and he's sort of uneven. But like that one with, uh, oh God, I can't remember any of the names. The Spanish guy uh, that came out a few years ago and Penelope Cruz. And I think, you know. Yeah, I do. That was pretty good. Barcelona, Vicky Christie, Barcelona, or whatever. Yeah, Vicky Christina, Barcelona. You're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah, you know what? I didn't like that as much as the early stuff. The stuff that he was doing with Mia Farrow. Like Annie, the very, Annie the, Hall, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, well, Annie Hall, certainly, but also like Alice. I also liked Crimes and Misdemeanors. I liked Hannah and Her Sisters. I liked, I liked that era. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could see that for sure. 
All right. Anything else you want to say? Uh, I, I found out a lot of the movie had to be left on the cutting room floor because it said for every joke that worked, there were three that fell flat. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wow. That's... But that's good. They just edited it out. Yeah. Left in the good smart. stuff. We don't do that. We just leave everything in. We do. Everything <laughs> in. It's like, you, throw it in there. All, yeah. See where it sticks. <laughs> all right. Anything else? I would recommend seeing it. Yeah, it's I would delightful. too. I would too. Yeah, definitely. And I, I mean, I feel like I wonder if it's a bit. Well, you saw it recently, so I, I was going to say of its time, nostalgia factor, but maybe not. No, even if you have never seen it before, go ahead and just watch it. Watch it with some people who like to laugh uh, and and enjoy. There. And hopefully, you already watched it before you heard us. Yes, spoil everything. (laughs) (laughs) All right, we'll take a little break and we'll be right back. If you're blue and you don't know where to go to, why don't you go where fashion sits? (laughs) Different types who wear a day coat, pants with stripes or cutaway coat, perfect fits. up like a million dollar trooper trying mighty hard to look like gary cooper Uber, Uber. come let's mix where rockefellers walk with sticks or rumber. all right we're back this week we're sponsored again by loot crate if you would classify yourself as a geek a gamer or a pop culture nerd i assume that's at least 55 percent of our audience over half, maybe eighty-five. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's probably closer to the truth. Then uh, I'm like a geek, a gamer, and a pop culture nerd. Then Loot Crate is the subscription box for you because for less than twenty dollars a month, you get six to eight items of gamer and pop culture licensed gear, apparel,s collectibles, a lot of unique one of a kind items, and more all, all kinds of different interesting kind of stuff. If you go to lootcrate.com slash deadcast and enter code deadcast, you save $3 on any new subscription. Each month they have a different theme, and this is one of my favorite things about it. You're guaranteed at least $40 or more worth of items all curated around that theme. So you pay uh, less than 20, you get double the value. And I see a lot of this stuff immediately go and sell on eBay afterwards. No kidding. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, they're all inspired by classic movie and video game releases and other pop culture franchises. They've had things from Star Wars, from Marvel, from The Walking Dead, from Zelda, uh, and a whole bunch more stuff like that. Um, cool. There was a game one. There was a spy one. Ooh, a spy one. Yeah. And often they have at least one comic book in there. That's pretty cool. You can... Check out a different comic that you might not have normally bought. Heck yeah. This month, the theme is the Cyber Revolution. There's an assortment of cool tech-themed collectibles from a wide array of awesome franchises. They have exclusive items from Terminator Genesis. Ooh. I'm curious about that. It's Daenerys. She plays Sarah Connor. Oh, yeah. That's right. And Matt Smith is in it. Ooh, that's going to be great. Yeah, it should be interesting. 
Um, there's items from Borderlands 2, which is a cool game. And there's an exclusive t-shirt that you won't find anywhere else unless you go over to your friend's house who also got the loot crate. <laughs> so it's like a, you have this friend who knows what you like and surprises you with an awesome present every month. Aww. They ship to over 13 countries and you have until the 19th, which is coming up quick at 9 p.m. Pacific to just subscribe and receive this month's crate. And every month on the 19th is when they shift to the new theme. So go to lootcrate.com slash deadcast, enter code deadcast to save $3 on your new subscription today. Thank you, Loot Crate, for your support. Okay, let's move on to our Deadcast Top 5. Oh, joy! What a beautiful day! Happy, happy, joy, joy, happy, happy, joy, joy, happy, happy, joy, joy, happy, happy, joy. Do you know what that's from? Yes, that's from uh, Ren and Stimpy. <laughs> that's right. Happy, happy, joy, joy. We need more Ren and Stimpy. Yes, I agree. You like that? I do. I didn't, I didn't know that. Yeah, I do. I and my and my stepdad is always saying, "Happy, happy, joy, joy." <laughs> they got pretty gross. Yes. Like the a really detailed view of the inside of somebody's nostril with lots of boogers and zits and stuff. <laughs> what's wrong with that? <laughs> yeah, what's wrong with that? It's just nature. Okay, so this week it is the top five. Simple things that make us happy. Woo. Mine aren't simple, and I really couldn't keep it to five, but wow, I tried. you just completely blew it. Right. <laughs> and they're mostly no, things that didn't. make me sad. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but you know. uh, that's funny. I had my own spin on the list, too. Um, oh, I actually wanted to choose things that other people can try out. I mean... The things that make me most happy in my life, hanging out with David and, you know, friends and family, blah, blah, blah. And Nobody else can try that and one. And my kitty. Yeah, well, good <laughs> luck hanging can. out with my cat. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you know what? You might be successful. If you want to hang out with my cat, just let me know. Um, so I thought I'd focus on things other people might enjoy, too. That sounds good. Okay, cool. But there are things that you enjoy, too, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right. Absolutely. It's like, I want you to try this and tell me how it is, and then maybe I'll try it. Yeah, exactly. All right, you go first. Okay, so my number five is um, the SPCA of Wake Counties, and that's in Raleigh, North Carolina. It's something that you can watch on YouTube. It's their lip dub, and it's an adoption video, and it's sort of about their facility, and it's um, set to ABBA's Take a Chance on Me. So back in 2001, the SPCA of Wake County, the volunteers and the staff, and they all they all came together to make this weird lip dub, which is like lip syncing to a song in one sort of continuous, unedited shot. They made this video about taking a chance on a, a, of adopting a sheltered animal. And so they used ABBA's Take a Chance on Me, and it's people being silly and kitties and dogs being cute and the words fit the message perfectly and it's so good it makes me cry every time and i'm telling you the next mm. time you feel a little blue maybe you're lonely maybe you doubt how cool our world can be just <laughs> trust me watch the video and let the sweet silliness and animal cuteness wash over you you're welcome <laughs> it's if great. you if you send me that link i will <gasps> put it I in will. the show notes yeah beautiful yeah it's so cute. I mean, there's sometimes I'm feeling really kind of like, blah, and I'll watch it and I'll be like, yep, that's right. People are cool. <laughs> that's cool. When I'm feeling like that, sometimes I read the Tao Te Ching. Have uh -huh. you read that? 
I yes, just open I have. to any page. Yes. And start reading, and then sometimes like, no, nah, not that one. But then I try two or three, and I'm like, oh, that makes me feel much Aww. better. <laughs> yeah, I read that page by page in when I was in college, and um, every night I read a different page. It was lovely. Really good. Yep. There's a lot of stuff about war, I think, but that comes yeah. later towards the end. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. Cool. That's great. I love it. I like your your spin. Mine's pretty different. It's more broad, but. My number five is exploring new things. Ooh. I love traveling. I'm going yes. to Spain. I like trying new foods. I like uh, like when we are doing this new Game of Microphones podcast, uh, it was fun to do it differently, have different uh-huh. configurations of hosts, you know, and not just try and replicate exactly right. the same thing. Right. I've been skydiving. I've tried, you know, this new thing, Walker Stalker Con. It's not so new anymore, but... It was new at first and going up in front of people and doing panels. You know, I like to always be pushing my edge and doing new different things. You do. And I've noticed that. And I really appreciate that about you. I remember when we had our Super Bowl party, you came over. And this was a couple of years ago, the 49ers were mm-hmm. in the Super Bowl. And you came over to our house and, and stayed there and watched the football game. And I remember you really gave it like, okay... I'm going to find out what it is that people in this country are seeing in this event. You really wanted to like get into the spirit of it. It was awesome. Yeah. You love trying new well, things. It's so cool. I totally appreciate that. And it presumes that I've never seen a Super Bowl before. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's <just> not true. <laughs> well, uh, you know, mostly I like, you know, I, I've, I'd say I watch... Uh, aside from the Super Bowl, uh-huh. maybe one football game every three or four years. But uh, I've been to a bunch of Super Bowl parties. Have that's you? that's a ton of fun. Yeah. But uh-huh. yeah, yeah, it's not it's not my thing. I get what you're saying. It's not really <laughs> my thing. <laughs> um, what's sort of related, but maybe in some ways opposite, I've noticed is like I was thinking, what makes me happy? And lately, I've been buying a lot of stuff. Uh-huh. I got this new coffee pot that's rated one of the best. And I got this awesome mug that keeps coffee warm for like literally five or six hours. Good or Lord. It's, it's great. I have my Apple watch that I'm wearing right now. Yeah. But I feel like I'm a little wrapped up in that stuff. Sometimes new things, you know, stuff. that it's, if you get, spend too much time, it's almost like a, a drug. You need another hit. Yeah. And it's unhealthy enjoyment. I mean, I, I, I need more balance and to like get out in the world more and not be so here at home, just like numbing out to my iPad and stuff. Stuff is fun though. Stuff is fun. I mean, it's good in, you know, like I say, balance. I think balance is important. Yes, exactly. Well said. And the new Apple watch is cool, but it's not as amazing as I hoped it would be. Just you wait. (laughs) Something's going to (laughs) happen. I'm staring at it until it does. (laughs) (laughs) All right, is it my turn? Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to go with my favorite new charity. It's my favorite thing in the whole world. And yes, there are videos about it on YouTube. I was reading the New York Times a few weeks ago, and I found a story about this charity that um, called Apopo, A-P-O-P-O. And they use these, (laughs) you know, it's crazy. They use these giant rats and they're adorable. These big, they call them hero rats to help with mine detection. And don't worry, they're too small to detonate the mines. 
So, which is, whew, I was worried. I just had a visual. I yeah. know, they, they blow up. These adorable rats blow up. No, 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 You're no. like, it's, they blow up and it's awesome. And it's awesome. Really? <laughs> would I think that? No. And they also sniff out tuberculosis. So they use them for tuberculosis check uh, detection. So it's kind of, it's it's a really, really cool thing. That it, this um, charity is based in Belgium. And they're, they've got their headquarters in Tanzania, operations in Mozambique, Thailand, Angola, and Cambodia. And there's videos on YouTube, like I said, um, and I guarantee you will fall in love with these sweet creatures. And they, it's so cute. They work for bananas, and they, they help save people's lives. And um, the, the, the videos are just awesome. They're so cute. I, I know what you're thinking. You're thinking rats, but they are so adorable. And, they're, and their caretakers are clearly in love with them. And they're helping to, you know, um, they're helping humanity. So it's a lovely thing. It's a sweet spot of charities. So go to, um, just Google Hero Rats and you'll find all the stuff that you need to see. You'll love it. The Wait a minute. So rats can sniff out yeah. tuberculosis in, uh-huh. pe- in people? Or? Uh-huh. Yeah. Whoa. Isn't that awesome? They have that's really weird. super sensitive noses and uh-huh. that's why. So what, how they do they can, do it? They just... Like line some people up or they just have one person and if the rat does something, then different. The rat's trained to um, give a certain behavior when he uh, or she smells um, tuberculosis and also and also landmines. And it's really neat. You can see them with with the landmines, the way that they used to have to do it, they'd use these metal detectors and it was just slow and painstaking and every little like coin or nail would set off the metal detector but the but the rats can do it much quicker and i'm picturing them like they suddenly get into this stiff pose pointing at (laughs) either the mine or the person with tuberculosis (laughs) (laughs) they they scratch it's so cute they do a little scratch oh it's so cute that's amazing yeah well i'll give you a link to that too what if they found a person who had tuberculosis and a mine. strapped with the landmine. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> over here, over here. You're in trouble. You're in trouble in so many <laughs> you ways. You are in trouble. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Good? yeah. That was awesome. I love it. All right. My number four is being a part of a creative project. Ooh. There have been times, not many, but a few over my life where I'm a part of something bigger. Like, it sounds crazy, but I was in Mark marching band in high school yeah and we were like i think i've probably mentioned this on the podcast before but our football team won four games the whole four years i was there wow and our marching band (laughs) was one of the best in the country we took second place in this nationwide competition good lord and we went to disneyland and we went to the world's fair and played in a parade and all this stuff all around the country you know so um and you were drummer it, I was a drummer and it was intense and our band director was kind of an asshole a lot of the time, but he drove us really hard and, uh, you know, in the end it was definitely worth it because it was such a rush to march out there and do our show and just yeah. feel really intense and like it all clicked into place and then get awards for it and stuff. And so very emotional, good, good stuff. Oh, that's great. When I was in college, I did a play, Taming of the Shrew. It, I wasn't a drama major, but uh, there was this one program where English majors could do a play. And same thing, our, our director was a bit of a jerk sometimes, but he was very driven. And we uh, put on an awesome show. And Aww. it was great. We built our set and our costumes and everything. 
Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. And and also you were in a band. Yeah, I, I didn't think about that because, you know, we didn't push that hard enough. I, I feel like we were in the garage and we were making a lot of original music, which was awesome. And it was so much fun. The orange wedgies. But we never went out and play we played a couple of parties but we never yeah the orange wedgies <laughs> that wasn't my title uh but i like it but anyways we never we had a chance one time to play to open for somebody and i had something that i couldn't miss so we didn't do it and i'm always wondering what might have been with that but that that yeah that qualifies and then when i worked at apple it was sort of like that on a bigger scale because mm-hmm. one of my favorite things about apple you know, like it or or not, I, f- I feel like they really f- are focused on making great products. They are. Like that's important to them. And I always admired that and was happy to be a part of it. Yep. And now podcasting is podcasting. like that for me. And it's especially gratifying because I get to sort of be more in charge of what it's going to look like yeah. and stuff, you know, the finished I was product is all you more of a cog. I don't think it's all me, but I more control over it, you know, in and fact, so in fact, I don't exist. It, this is your voice. <laughs> I can do two voices at once. <laughs> it's pretty amazing. <laughs> I just dub. Yeah, I do one and then I dub the other one in. <laughs> you are in charge of the finished product though. And it's really fun for me to hear the finished product. I mean, I, I don't listen to myself talk, but I really enjoy the breaks and the music that you pick. And I, yeah. I like the stuff at the end. Oh, good. I'm so yeah. happy to hear that. I, I love sometimes it. wonder if anybody hears it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's my number four. Okay. So my next one is, and I feel kind of dumb saying this, but I'm just going to go ahead and say it. There's some great television programs out there that I recently have fallen in love with and I'm, I'm going to tell you about three of them real fast, my favorites. Um, you know, besides besides Game of Thrones, which, you know, Game of Thrones is still the best thing on television. I've I've jumped off Game of Thrones, though, because it's so violent that I, I was having nightmares. And I honestly need to fill my head with things that are a little happier. So I'm going to tell you about three things that make me very, very happy that are actually a happy series. One is um, Ken Burns' documentary on the national parks. Uh, it's like the geekiest thing I've ever admitted to, but really it's it's a great series. It sounds great. And it he's is. a good documentary, documentarian. He is. he is. I love it. I've seen just about every single one of his, of his documentaries. Um, I don't think it's geeky. I think it's really cool. Thanks. Along the lines of, of Parks, uh, Parks and Rec just finished up the Parks and Rec series, which oh, is fabulous. It's such a great series. It sort of reminds me a little bit of Arrest, uh, like Arrested Development, but it's it's a little sweeter and it, it's just so funny and wonderful. And finally, just saw that Orange is the New Black season three just popped up on Netflix. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to be watching Orange is the New Black. So that's making me happy. That one gets a little disturbing. It does, but it's... It's still light, lighter than Game of Thrones. It's a lot lighter than Game of Thrones. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, there's some pretty brutal moments, but... Yes. Like when uh, one of the women brutally beat one of the other women. She slocked her. (laughs) (laughs) Which which is is prison talk for locks in a sock. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. I mean, my number three is also great TV. Oh, nice. Yeah. I love it when 
I feel like the creators of the show, the showrunners, the writers are intelligent and they're passionate about their vision and they're just like creatively on fire, yeah. you know, like it, you can't necessarily predict what's going to happen because sometimes I feel like they are daily inspired. And yet at the same time, they have a strong vision. I think uh, Matthew Weiner is like that. Yep. With Mad Men. Yep. I think Jerry Seinfeld was. Yep. Uh, David Chase with Sopranos, uh-huh. Vince Gilligan with Breaking Bad. I think Scott Gimple's like that with uh, Walking Dead. Yep. Yeah. I, I really agree. feel like that show has found its showrunner. I hope he doesn't run out of gas anytime soon. Yeah. It just feels like the, the, they, they're not going through the motions. They care about what they're doing, you know, and yeah. not just the showrunners, but everybody involved with the show. Yeah. I think Game of Thrones is totally like that. Uh huh. And another thing that I like, I don't want everything to be this way, but for me, it's about being challenged. And there's a line there. And you just mentioned that you're off Game of Thrones, which everybody, that means Karen's also off Game of Microphones. (laughs) (laughs) And I said, I would support that. And I totally do, because I would never ask you to, you know, go in like, it's like that scene at the end of Clockwork Orange where they forced him to watch <laughs> shit that he didn't want to see. Right, right. <laughs> Torture. <laughs> but, you know, so like you like Orange is the New Black. That has some unsettling stuff. I mean, there's a level of, I guess, conflict or sometimes it's drama or just twistedness that we get sort of turned on by or that we get, mm-hmm. you know, that 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 somehow satisfies us or or something and different people have different levels and i've been playing this game called pt that turned that it turned out was a playable teaser for this other game called silent hill that actually got canceled and was going to start norman reedus but anyways it you just walk through this hallway and it's kind of creepy and there's a radio uh voice saying that there were murders in the house wow and then there's a cl- bunch of closed doors and you go, it's an L shaped hallway and it's really moody and you get to the end and you go through this door. And when you go through the door, you come out right where you started at the other end of the hallway. Ooh, weird. But this time things have changed. Like little things are moved around or there might be something scrawled on the wall <gasps> and there's little voices, whispering voices and yeah. footsteps upstairs. And then, and every time you go through, it gets darker and scarier until there's, blood and ghosts and there's this hanging refrigerator with blood dripping out of it and it was freaking me out so bad after about 10 minutes i just couldn't go on i just couldn't yeah Yeah. (laughs) and i turned it off and then i got denny later that night i'm like can you play this sit here while i play this and we didn't last longer than like five minutes oh my god the only way i was able to get through it is the other day my friend richard came over with his two teenage daughters and his wife and we all just kind of laughed and had the window wide open as we played it. Oh my god, really? <laughs> but wow. Then yeah, ever since then I've been sort of uh afraid, you know, like Yeah. freaked out in my own house. Oh, yeah. Jenny's uh, uh, gone this week, so I'm laying in bed oh. <clears throat> scared. Oh. <laughs> Hugging Nico. Yeah, so and Nico was upstairs cuz grandma was over, so I was like by myself, which I'm not used to. And I'm like, man, I don't know if it was worth it playing that game. You know, I think it was, but I, it just, 
I didn't want to play it anymore. That's for sure. Like content I'm done. gets in your head. Really great content mm-hmm. gets in your head. And sometimes it's fun to have it there. And even when it's disturbing, sometimes you look back and it's fun too. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm really glad I, I saw, I, I mean, I've said it before on this very podcast. I saw, um, oh, what's that one? A Blair Witch Project. And yeah. that got in my head and it kept me from <laughs> going out running in the in the woods for uh, a little while, but now I'm back on it completely. But, um, you know, it, it's great. It's really, really fun. And I like giving myself over to that. But sometimes, especially when work is completely stressful, I'm like, you know what? I need a little decompression. You know, I can't yeah. have, I can't have stress in me yeah. the whole yeah. time. Yeah, yeah, totally. Uh, just to put a cap on all this, I, this all applies like great TV. It's also other entertainment like movies podcasts music books yes if it moves me if it makes me laugh scares me leaves me in awe gets me thinking then it makes me happy that's lovely Mm. all right so my number whatever it is now uh, i think two is uh i have to say it's how i receive some of the media and it's my kindle and i have to tell you it's completely changed my reading and completely changed my sleeping and it's pretty great. So I used to fall asleep holding the New Yorker. I used to read the New Yorker. I still read the New Yorker, but my eyes got worse and my eyes got a lot worse. And the font in the New Yorker is too small and too faint and I can't read it without glasses. And that's not how I like to go to sleep. I like to go to sleep with, with no glasses on, lying on my side. So I was bummed and I was thinking, what am I going to do? And now I've got my Kindle, which is backlit and it has an adjustable font size and after I fall asleep, it falls asleep after a few minutes. So it's perfect. <laughs> it's just perfect. Plus, I can take it traveling with me and take a bunch of books traveling with me on my one little device. So I'm not really advocating one particular device. I'm just saying I used to completely uh, badmouth Kindles and other electronic devices because I love books so much. I love books. I love bookstores. And that's the kind of girl I am. But so I was kind of came late to the party, but because my eyes became so bad, I got a Kindle and I swear it's changed everything. So um, sometimes the devices are pretty great too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's cool to have, be able to have it all right there on your device, you know, and I'm a big fan of electronics and iPad and stuff, but even I sometimes just buy a book. Cause I'm like, yeah, I want to read that. Yeah. The physical book, <clears throat> like with girl with all the gifts. I had that actually on the iPad and the book, but I read about half of it in book form. I need to read that. I'm going to take that with me on my Kindle too. Yeah, you should. I think you'd like it. Yeah. I I would too. Check it out. Okay. Okay. My number two is being in flow Hmm. and that is not menstrual flow. I'm talking about something else. (laughs) Thanks for clearing that up because I was thinking that's what you were referring to. (laughs) Yeah. I knew, I knew you would be. Um, No, it's like when I'm doing something and it feels effortless and spontaneous and I feel relaxed, but engaged at the same time. Yep. It's so great. Uh, this is one of them podcasting. It's one of the reasons oh. why I love podcasting. Cause I feel in flow and sort of related joking around with friends. Yep. You know, yep. I like it when I say something and people think it's funny. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Being around people that I'm comfortable with. That's when it's easier for me to be in flow. I, I notice 
Uh, my wife is definitely one of those people, which is great. I feel totally free to be whoever I am around her. And you are like that too. I feel totally free Yay. around you to be whoever. Sometimes when I'm playing pool, I feel like that, uh-huh. like in flow, yeah, where you're, I'm you're just like, cool. I mean, it's random though. Like sometimes I'm awful and I'm, and I, there's nothing I can do to change it. But other times I practically run the table and I just feel it, you know, I feel like, yeah, this is going to be good. Beer often helps with that. <laughs> Yay, beer. <laughs> so whenever I can do, yeah, some just feel like it's something is happening through me. Yeah. I just love that. All of a sudden you look up and a couple hours has gone by. It's pretty great. Yeah. Yeah. I completely understand. Oh, God, I can't wait for vacation, by the way, because it happens <laughs> a lot in vacation. Oh, yeah, totally. Oh, God. When are you going? July 10th. Cool. Okay. My number one, actually, you had something to do with this. Yay. So I'm going to say my number one is going on a run or walking with my iPod. So Jason, you were the first person to share an iPod with me. Go back in time, if you will, (laughs) about seven or eight years ago. Maybe it was a little more than that. And I was going to Venice one summer and you said, hey, do you want to borrow my iPod? It's fully loaded with music. And I was like iPod, what is this thing? I mean, maybe it was even longer than seven or eight years Mm -hmm. ago. It was a while back. And it was loaded with music. And I took it with me to Venice. And I went, I woke up early and I went running in Venice really early in the morning before the tourists were up with Jason's music. And there was a lot of Beck on there. Uh, There was even an ABBA song. And I swear (laughs) to God, it changed my runs forever. And now um, I always have either podcasts or books like Audible books, um, or I have music depending on my mood. And it's it's really great when I travel. I went running last year at Lake Tahoe with my music, and I put together the playlist before I left because I knew I'd want some great music. So I put all my favorite songs together for this run in Tahoe, and I swear it felt like I was drugged in the very, very best way. It was... <laughs> It was insane. I I mean, and then before I knew it, a couple hours had gone by and, and David was texting me, where are you? <laughs> are you okay? Like, I'm on the best run I've ever been on. It's so great. So <laughs> I'm never coming home. <laughs> <laughs> I loved it. And, and I got to say, Apple makes great products. And I still have now my little iPod shuffle. It's about the size of a... Um, little book of matches, and it's it's old school, but man, that's what I use every single day to go running with. I love it. Oh, yeah. The iPod used to be one of the menu items on the Apple.com website. There was Mac, iPhone, iPad, iPod, iTunes. It just recently got <gasps> relegated to second level status. Oh, that's so sad. <laughs> it's because the the iPhone is kind of. Yeah. Taken over for it. But one really cool thing about this Apple Watch is you can store up to two gigabytes of music on it. And so you can go, I haven't tried it yet because I don't run that much, but you can go running with your Bluetooth headset and your <gasps> iWatch and oh. play music. You're kidding. Cool. So you don't need your 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 phone, phone. for that. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty cool. But that's great. Thank you for bringing that up. Yeah, that was a happy memory. Glad to have helped. So my number one is being around my son, Nico. Aww. Who, when I'm really present and 
not distracted and I'm just sort of like, I'm just going to be here with him. You know, I don't have if I have something else to do, I'm just going to not think about it. Or, or if I don't have anything to do, then it's the best because he senses it. He kind of lights up, you know, when he knows that I'm focused on him. Yeah. And it really often does feel like there's this little magical creature in front of me. Like he's not even human. It's just like this little angel or something. (laughs) And he loves me and wants my attention and and he's, we have fun and I feel totally privileged that I get to spend time with him and that I have this relationship with him. And I'm really uh, trying to appreciate it because I know it's not going to always be that way, you know? (laughs) (laughs) No, it'll change, but it'll, it'll always be evolving and it'll be different yet again as he gets older. I mean, that's the fun part, right? You get yeah. to you get to you know be with him through all of his stuff, uh, you know, on and on. Oh, it's so cool. <laughs> it's gonna be tough. I mean, I'm yeah, I'm in for the whole thing. I'm not gonna put up my you know wave my hands and say I don't want any part of that. But I just know that when he's a teenager, there's probably gonna be a time where he's gonna want to differentiate himself, which means moving away from me. That's what most teenage kids do, you know, at some point. And then hopefully they come back later on. Not all teenagers do that, but I just want to be ready for it, you yeah. know, and, and not let it throw me off or make me mad at him or something. Right. Know? I just know that's what they do. I, I did that with my mom, you know, I kind of disappeared for a couple of years there. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hang out with your friends. Your friends yeah. are cool and mm-hmm. your parents are dumb and they don't know anything. <laughs> Yeah, I did that too. And, you know, he's not like that at all right now. He just loves me so much. How old is he right now? (laughs) He'll be four next month. Oh my God, four is such a great age. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, you're in for a real treat. It's it's all good. Yeah, it's all all good. Do you have any, any other honorable mentions or anything? Yeah, I do. I mean, well, you know what? No, those are, those were plenty. Those are plenty. Okay. How about you? Yeah, just I'll just rattle through them. So I love good food. Indian mm-hmm. food's my favorite. Oh my god, coffee, really good coffee. Yes, please. Um, I love my house. I love having the yes. sanctuary. Me too. To come home to and with people that I like in here too. <laughs> yes. And I love being listened to, and I hate being ignored. I like being heard. Interesting. So, yeah, it's that's kind of a trigger of mine that I wish wasn't such a trigger, but that's why I love podcasting because I have this delusion that you guys are all actually listening right now, even though some of you aren't even paying attention. Pay attention! Wait, what? What did you just say? <laughs> Stop doing your dishes. I guess hey, you can what? still pay attention and do your dishes. I mean, I know I do that with podcasts. I they yeah. kind of on the background a little bit sometimes. That's the beautiful that's thing fine. about podcasts. You can do that. <laughs> <laughs> but then go back and listen to it again. So you really yeah. get it. So you'll catch every detail. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's do the listener responses. Let's do it. All right. Do you want to read the song one or do you want me to? I want you to. Okay. This first one is from Diane Maythorn. This is sort of intense. She says, my husband and I just lost our home and pets in a house fire, which I can't imagine what wow. that must be like for you. That's horrible. And I'm sorry to hear that. I'm she says so it was sorry. terrible, but the love and support we've received from family, friends, and community has been amazing. It makes me happy to see so much good in people because I tend to be a cynic. 
Special thanks to P.E. Lani, Jeff, and Kirk at Biters, and to the podcasting community in general. I found Biters through your podcast, and I'm grateful to the Walking Dead family. Uh, then I asked, you know, what were people doing to help? She and what have they been doing since uh, the house fire? She said, "Our wonderful neighbors are sheltering us. Our horses are being boarded by a good friend, and our wow. 14 remaining dogs are still on our property." Wow. We have sled dogs. We are not hoarders. <laughs> uh, we're close enough that we can care for our kennel, and we're going to have a small trailer on the property so we can be with our dogs while we rebuild. Our insurance company has been awesome. If anyone needs homeowners insurance, I can't say enough about Country Financial. We hope to be in a new home before the snow flies. The podcast I started with my friend is experiencing a brief hiatus, but some really good friends just sent new podcasting equipment to me as a gift. Oh. I just can't believe how wonderful people have been. Thanks for asking. God, that's great, Diane. Baby, we're, yeah. we're with you. Sounds like you're going to be fine. Yes, exactly. Friends and family. Mm -hmm. That's what it's all about. <laughs> that's great. And community. And oh, that's lovely. That's so sweet. So when I go through and pick out comments for these listener responses lists, I usually cut out a lot of it because it's, you know, I, I don't want it to be too long and or to be repetitive with what we already said. But this time I just left them all in because I thought they were great. Yeah, go. it's a good topic. <laughs> Jamie Gliciano says, it makes me happy when Jason and Karen are in the Game of Thrones podcast. Aww. Too bad. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Jamie. <laughs> but no, but you're going to be in it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Karen, can't you just come on even though you're not watching the show? Yeah, I'll probably still watch the show. <laughs> Who am I kidding? Uh, no, if you watch this weekend show, I'm going to be super bummed if you then don't come on the podcast. That, wow. That, that'll suck. <laughs> because I have to watch it at some point. I'm not going to well, watch it anytime Well, at some soon. point, that's okay. No. But I got, Like a, I said, I've got to, I've, I'm going to be on the podcast at the very beginning. Have some kind of a buffer because otherwise it's like, well, if you're going to watch it, then why, why did no, you No, 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 no. But there's buffer. Don't worry. Yeah. There's a buffer. Okay. Karen Keel Buffalo says, listening to Karen laugh on the podcast makes me happy. Ah, great. Raylin Zapula. Yay, Raylin. Running. Here, your girlfriend. Pake Allen says, great TV, The Walking Dead, Game of Thrones, Orange is the New Black, etc. <laughs> great music. Always listening to music when I can. Changes moods, fits emotions. Three, friends and family I can rely on. I've been blessed to have great people in my life. To food, it's cliche, but dang, stuff that's super tasty does make me very happy. No <laughs> lie. <laughs> One, my job. Most people can't say that, I guess. I'm lucky. I'm blessed to have a job I love going to every single day, even after doing it for almost two years. That's beautiful. You know, I got to say, Pake, I feel the same way. I'm very, very stressed in my job, but I'm stressed because I feel like a superhero. And seriously, I feel like a superhero and that the drought is the big bad that I've been fighting and then my coworkers and I have been fighting it. And it feels like we go into battle every day fighting this drought in California. And it, I, I mean, I know it sounds crazy, but it really does make me feel like I'm, I'm doing great work. And so I forgot to put that online too. My job too. Christina Sowers writes, listening to the Walking Dead cast and game of microphones. Yay. Jose Estrada says, my family, first and foremost, also playing drums, which I think is awesome. 
Claudia Gregori says when Karen laughs. Aw. <laughs> Nancy Wolf says family and friends, music, Netflix, painting, drawing, taking pictures, listening to audiobooks and podcasts. Bianca Vargas writes traveling to traveling to hang out with friends and family. Happy weekend, wink emoticon. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's when I pasted that in there. It just translated it. <clears throat> wink emoticon. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Nancy, send us a picture of one of your paintings or drawings. Yes. I'm curious if you if you would like. Michael Darwin says, one, a heavy summer rain. Two, petting a cat or dog. Three, a good steak. Four, seeing a child's eyes light up when he sees something amazing. Five, watching a dinosaur eat the child. <laughs> uh-huh. Oh, my God. Eileen Messler writes, hockey. Woo. Kelly Johnson, Symphony of Science. I'm not da- sure what that is, but Dana it Thorpe sounds cool. Patterson writes, lots of daylight. We're up to nearly 20 hours a day now. Wow, she must be somewhere quite north. Um, the smell of the woods and moss on... She is. In fact, she's... Isn't she in um, Canada? The smell of the woods and moss on a hiking trail, landing a salmon and then having it for dinner. <laughs> Seeing Mama Moose with her baby, sometimes twins in the spring, and the view of mountains from our home and work. It's all pretty great. Sounds awesome. Sean Naranjo Glowacki says, my kids, my husband, 21 years on June 26th. Oh, happy anniversary. My road bike, books, the Adirondacks, stargazing, the Princess Bride, classic Looney Tunes cartoons, and the smell of the air when it rains in the summer and fireflies, to name a few things. That's so great. By the way, I just read the Princess Bride story by Carrie Elwes called As You Wish. He wrote a book, and it was about the making of the Princess Bride. Oh, cool. Yeah. Is that new or? Yeah, just came out. (laughs) Nice. Yeah. Aaron Taylor writes, beer, Karen and Jason. uh, Sorry, Jason and Karen. Beer, The Walking (laughs) Dead, and barbecue. Barbecue. (laughs) (laughs) Aaron must have been at the barbecue. Evan Brookman says, I'm not going to list family and friends because I don't care about them. No, just kidding. (laughs) He says, I love them, but they're not simple. Lord, give me strength. They are not simple. (laughs) Five, the smell of fresh cut grass, a whole yard full. Four, a nice cold beer after a hot, dirty, productive day's labor. It's a beer well-earned and super delicious. Amen, sir. Three, the first dive into the pool. It's cool and refreshing all in the span, but one breath. Two, a hot, juicy hamburger fresh off the grill. Anything off the grill is great, even the veggies, but the carnivore in me longs for that burger. (laughs) One, a great laugh with friends and family over a good joke or just something funny that happened during the day. Nothing is easier than a good laugh if we can find time and humor within the day. It's cheap and excellent therapy. Evan, I love you. So great. (laughs) That was nice. It is. Natalie Lop. Now, Baker writes horseback riding and listening to your podcast. Eric Sherman says, five, my little bitty kitty, big baby (laughs) Jesus. That's the kitty's name. Yeah. She just turned 10 and she's still the cutest of all our three fur babies. For the sound of Scorpion from Mortal Kombat commanding his opponents, get over here. Or someone shouting Mortal Kombat with lots of (laughs) reverb. So mindlessly exhilarating. <laughs> That's good. I like the um, juxtaposition of the kittens and scorpion yes. from Mortal Kombat. Yes. 
Three, those fleeting moments of velvety smoothness immediately after having shaven, they don't last. Wow. Or, or that. <laughs> Kittens, Mortal Kombat, and being clean shaven. I love this list. <laughs> yeah. Two, music, creating or listening to something tricky and infectious and solving the Rubik's Cube of why it's so good or what makes it work. Currently, I'm obsessed with Tigran Ham- Hamaisian's latest album, Makrut, and it's an endless source of Armenian jazz meter play. So tricky, so damn good. Dang. And num- yeah, that sounds really good. nice. I'd like to hear some of your music. I don't think I have, have I, Eric? Uh, number one, my girlfriend Jenny. Everything about her, but especially when she's so exhausted, she sleep farts and wakes to my laughter. <laughs> <laughs> I hope men find that adorable. <laughs> That's all I gotta say. <laughs> Jamie Dinnick writes ice cream. <laughs> Megan Dively Lemon says gardening, a useful skill in the apocalypse. Laura Will Swink writes, a really excellent cup of fresh French pressed coffee. God, so true. <laughs> Aubrey Churchward says, watching You've Got Mail on a rainy day, holding sleeping babies, mm. laughing with my mom, cooking a meal for someone, laying in the park with a book, and hugging friends. Aubrey, you seem too sweet to be much into the zombie genre, but <laughs> <laughs> but you know it's all bad. Mouth. I enjoy when someone cooks a meal for me, so we have complimentary tastes. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Keith Amato writes: A day in which I don't get any bills in the mail, I don't have to pay any bills. The phone doesn't ring. I have off from work. I win some money in lotto or get a prize. Everyone says yes and no one says no. I get to watch a new episode of The Walking Dead and listen to Jason and Karen on their podcast. And finally, when the day starts or ends with a very satisfying (laughs) bowel movement. Hey, you asked. That's a good one, man. A nice, satisfying bowel movement. (laughs) Nothing beats that. Seriously. Leanne Hicks says, great idea. I needed this right now. Game of Thrones, thanks for the push. Game of Microphones, <laughs> Walker Stalker Con, Walking Dead cast back episodes and Aww. interviews. The mini network we all have with each other about our similar interests in shows and movies. Discussions with my husband about the shows, movies, and your podcasts. Our four kitties, oh my God, Candy Crush and Summer. Woo, Summer! Mm-hmm. Leanne's another Canadian and summertime is hitting Canada right about now, I'll bet. Ah, it's so great. It's so light outside. Uh, I love the the summertime. Julia Ingle writes, yes, I have to agree. Listening to Karen and Jason together talking about the latest Walking Dead show. Hurry up, all you actors, and finish some new episodes. Oh, and watching road cycling. Oh, Julia. The um, Tour de France is coming up, too. I was just reading about Lance Armstrong today. Yeah? How's he doing? <laughs> He's still mad that people are mad at him. I'm not mad. I'm past it. I'm past it, Lance. We're fine. Don't worry about it, Lance. We're fine. He's, well, cool. he, it, it was something about how he feels like Voldemort from Harry Potter. No one's supposed to say his name or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> and then on The Onion, they said they did one of those things where people on the street react. Yeah. And one person was like, oh, comparing yourself to a child killer. That's... <laughs> Uh, you might need a new PR agent or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so anyway, where are we? Gracie Lou says, curling up with a good book, the smell of fresh cut grass mixed with wild onions. I don't know if I've ever ha- had that one. I haven't either. That's interesting. I want to try that now. Long, brisk walks outside with great music playing in my ears. I like that too. Afternoon naps and spending time with people who get me. 
Nan Pinero Jackson writes, when I come home from a long day at work, I'm greeted by my dog Domino. He wags his tail so much when I open the door that he ratchets himself around into a full circle because he's so happy to see me. Oh, that's so cute. (laughs) So sweet. Matt Hitchcock says pizza, just pizza. (laughs) Gene Morton (laughs) says listening to you guys. And Sarah Larkham says family, zombies, music, The Walking Dead cast, and podcasts. Woo! Yay! It's a great list. Great list. Makes me happy just reading all that stuff. Yep. Okay, now it's time for listener moans, groans, and grunts. Uh. (laughs) All right, one big email today. You read it. (laughs) Okay, this is from Eileen Messler who writes... I hope this gets to you in time before you record your next podcast. I know you missed the boat on the Mad Max talk. I know I missed the boat on the Mad Max talk. Let me rephrase that. I didn't listen to the podcast yet because I wanted to give you my unadulterated opinion. Mad Max equals one of the best movies ever created. Literally, it was amazing. Now, I don't have a point of reference for the other ones because I never saw any of them. And I remember actually being turned off by one of the old ones when my brother had me that my brother had me watch. But this movie, oh my god, so amazing. The color of the special effects, the acting. I like the simplicity and even though there wasn't a lot of dialogue, there did not need to be. The story was successfully communicated through other ways. The relationships, the crew all created were amazing. One more thing. I can I could see that by the way because the old ones are they're same similar in a lot of ways but I do think that people who didn't like those might like this movie. I back when they first came out I didn't uh I didn't even watch them cuz I thought they looked gross. Um but I watched them recently and liked them quite a lot but not as much as this new one. This it, new one was just amazing. It's great, huh? Mm-hmm. So I should watch it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely, yeah. Oh, that's great. It's really really good. Yay. <laughs> All right, we have two movies. David and I have really been trying hard. We're like, when can we see Ex Machina? When can mm-hmm. we see? Okay, so now we have to put Mad Max on that list too. Okay. One more thing. <laughs> I have selected, I have been selected to represent the USA on the national women's ball hockey team that will be playing in the world championships in Zug, Switzerland, June 22nd to 28th. It will be streaming at blah, 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 blah. We'll have that on our website. My fellow USA teammates and I are fundraising because this is not technically an Olympic sport yet. Our program is not fully funded. We have about two weeks before we head out. I have attached a letter with all the details and the game schedule. I know you're not a big hockey guy, but I know Karen likes hockey. I do like hockey. Just thought I'd let you guys know. And also see if you could give me a shout out and let everyone know about our fundraising page, which is gofundme.com slash USA ball hockey dash CHI. Hope you guys can check out a game or two and maybe I can meet Karen up in Venice, depending on the dates. I'll be there from June, July 11th to the 13th. Yes, I think it actually works. Just thought I'd throw that out there in case our paths intersect and she wants to grab a drink. Yes, yes, yes. I'd love to grab a drink. Woo, that'd be awesome. Anyway, super excited to play for the USA for a gold medal. Yay, I'm going to try and send you guys a voicemail from Switzerland. Missing, uh, miss listening to you. Hope you all are well. Thanks. Don't get bit, Eileen. Yes, Eileen, let's, I'll buy you a drink in Venice, baby. And she said, P.S. I know you guys play zombie songs in the interlude between some segments. Now that Beth's not on the show, it's harder to find songs to fill the void. I enjoy that horror pop song you always play. I think that's who it is. Also, I quite... Yeah, that's it. Is that... It's called... Uh, what is it called? 
Talk like a zombie. <laughs> Walk like a zombie. That's really good. <laughs> also, I quite enjoyed when you played the Skinheads bowling song. <laughs> quite poignant. I have a couple more zombie-themed songs you might want to check out for your interludes. Zombies, Radiation City, and My Body is a Zombie for You, Dead Man's Bones. Bonus, uh, Ryan Gosling sings with a bunch of kids from a music conservatory. It's pretty great. Wow. Thanks, Eileen, baby. So, ball hockey, I don't know if I even knew. Did I know that? That there was such a thing as ball hockey? Maybe I even played it. <laughs> I played floor <laughs> hockey, but that's a puck, right? Yeah. Floor uh, hockey's well, a puck. Well, ice hockey is on ice. Yeah, ice hockey's on ice. And fl- what's floor hockey? That might be the same thing as ball hockey. Okay. Is it a ball? Man, it's been a long time. <laughs> and I played, uh, you know, roller hockey. That was pretty fun. Uh, with but, with inline skates? Yeah. Uh-huh. How but fun. I, I don't even remember. I think that's a puck, though. I think it's a puck. I don't know. Anyway, that's <laughs> so awesome that you're so good at that. Yeah. Really cool. go, Hope you guys get to hang out. Go Team USA. That is really badass. And can't wait to tell David when he gets home tonight. It's really cool. All right. And we have one call. This is Jennifer from Gainesville, Florida. Hi, Karen. Hi, Jason. This is Jennifer from Gainesville, Florida, and I want to tell you I just finished listening to your podcast, uh, Tetsu, and I wanted to first tell you that I sure hope the writers are listening because you guys sure came up with some unique zombie kill ideas. Um, <laughs> but the real reason that I called is you guys have a department, the Department of Suspension of Disbelief, I believe it's called. Yep. Well, I have a submission. And my submission is when uh, Gabriel ventured out of the uh, of the complex and uh, went on his little walk here the last episode, and he left wearing this beautiful white sparkling white shirt. Uh, he went through the woods. He encountered a zombie, uh, killed the zombie by pulling it close to him with a rope, and there's a lot of blood. And and then when he came back. He had no blood on him. He was uh, white again. But I wonder if the writers intentionally did that uh, because one of the last scenes were when um, uh, Sasha and uh, Maggie and he were circled up and they were praying. And it probably, you know, and it was all about forgiveness and, and redemption. And, and I'm, I'm wondering if the writers intentionally did that and left him non-bloody uh, so that would just play better. But. Okay, so that's my submission. Uh, here is my zombie sound. <laughs> All right, don't get bit. I think she cheated. What? And she has an actual zombie. Uh, <clears throat> that's not allowed. Yeah, yeah. You can't. You have to pretend. You can't. <laughs> She just squeezed it real hard so it'd make a yeah. sound. Yeah, <laughs> she poked it a couple of times. I think she a has one. an excellent point about the white shirts, and and normally I gotta say they're pretty good about about grubbing people up, and and as, I think I've <laughs> I said it before that the zombie apocalypse is hard on laundry. It really is. Sometimes, yeah, and sometimes they film scenes and don't show them, so maybe. They showed him washing it or changing or something. Yes. I doubt it, though. It's probably just a big error. Yes. <laughs> just a plain old error. <laughs> <laughs> All 
Awesome. Thank you. All right, let's move on. This week, we're bringing back the Stuff That's Great segment. Stuff That's Great. <laughs> <laughs> because I've been, you know, when we go so long in between podcasts, I go nuts and watch and do a lot of different things. <laughs> I, For one thing, this isn't a big spoiler, but you people who aren't Game of Thrones fans know that there's some zombie-like creatures and there was an amazing, and now let's not give any details, but just zombie-rific episode recently. Uh-huh. Do you, I was just curious, who do you think does zombies better, The Walking Dead or Game of Thrones? Well, it, <laughs> it's kind of apples and oranges because uh, those, those aren't exactly zombies. I mean, the, what we have on The Game of Thrones is different than what we have on The Walking Dead. So I, I'm not going to say anybody does it better. I'm going to say that for their purposes, Game of Thrones does it great. And for Walking Dead's purposes, Walking Dead does it great. Is that the, the political <laughs> answer? Political. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess I, mm, I mean, that scene was so amazing. I think it was the best TV zombie scene I've ever seen, yeah. bar none. Yeah. Uh, but I, but you know, one thing to say about it is it was a 20 minute sequence and it took one month to film. Wow. And Walking Dead has eight days to film each episode. Yeah. <laughs> so, right. There's something. Yes. You know? Yes. And, and, <laughs> and yeah, yeah, you're absolutely and, right. And it was a particular kind of zombie scene. I mean, Walking Dead had so many different kinds of great scenes, some quiet, some, you know, more uh, daylight, different environments. So we get a lot more things that you don't get to see on Game of Thrones, which is awesome. Then the other thing, one other thing I did was I read I Am Legend by Richard Matheson. Oh, this what do you is, think? It was great. It was a, it's, you know, one of the inspirational books. Like, yes, it's, it's about vampires, but they're very zombie like. Mm -hmm. And it's one guy and he's trapped in his home and they come out at night and try to get in and he spends all day repairing all the damage they did (laughs) and trying to figure out, you know, how to deal with them. And uh, this book, George Romero has said was a big influence on him when he created Night of the Living Dead. And also uh, they did a movie starring Vincent Price uh-huh. and I watched part of it and the creatures look a lot, move a lot like the zombies in Night of the Living Dead. So George Romero borrowed heavily from that, but uh, is really good. I won't go too much into it, but it's a little, it's very much of its time. It was published in 1954 the lead character is kind of this manly guy and there's, it, it just seems a little old fashioned in a lot of ways. Uh-huh. And he like at least three or four times in the book, he gets frustrated and smashes his whiskey glass against the wall. <laughs> <laughs> wow. so, and there's some parts that seem like they might be kind of, I don't know, a, a metaphor for, racial touch and it's like uh what are you trying to say there you know so it might be a little bit racist some people think it is online and some people argue against that oh that's interesting yeah i mean it's of its time so i would say it's definitely worth checking out you know just because of everything that it's influenced and there have been like four movies made of it yeah was with will smith will smith recently was it good? yeah it was good yeah i need to check that. it out and charlton heston had one mm-hmm. that wasn't very good, I guess. Mm-hmm. But I do picture Charlton Heston when I read when I read the book. Yeah. Like. <laughs> uh, then I got two more. So that PT, I, I already mentioned that it was put out as this 
mysterious game by this developer no one had ever heard of. But when you got to the end and figured out all the puzzles, it was revealed that it was actually, it stood for playable teaser for the next Silent Hill game, which is a series of horror games. And you see this character that you've been playing. Remember I said he was walking through that same hallway. Yeah. Well, you you can't see him because it's first person point of view, but at the very end, the camera pans back and it's Norman Reedus. Oh, no kidding. <laughs> so he was going to star in this game. And then it, that was like a year ago. But within the last couple of months, I guess the lead developer had some kind of a falling out with the game company and the game is canceled. Oh. <laughs> and people are bummed. And I'm like, after playing that, I'm like, man, maybe I wouldn't have played it anyway. It was too <laughs> I, scary. I, I probably so, would have. But how far do you think I could get? Oh, like two, three minutes. So I don't know. It'd be interesting. <laughs> oh, I shouldn't you do can, it though. Next time you come over, okay, I'll tie you to a chair and <laughs> <laughs> we have that kind of relationship. Put your eyes open with toothpicks, with toothpicks <laughs> like Clockwork Orange, and yeah. watch it with you. That sounds great. It's gonna be fun. I'll give you <laughs> beer, um, and then I have one more. Do you have any? Uh no, go right ahead. Okay. So I just watched this, not all the whole series, but many episodes in this British anthology series called Black Mirror. <gasps> yes, we talked about this. Yeah, I can't remember. Like, did maybe some of the listeners recommended it? Yes. The, no, 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 so. no, 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 no. What? what happened was this was rec- recommended to me at uh, a party that Kathy and RJ had, and one of their friends, Bear said Mm. it was around Christmas time and he said you've got to to David and me and he's like it's a British uh, dark dark futuristic Twilight Zone and we're like wow we're we're in oh yeah and we watched the whole thing and we were like oh my god I remember I talked about it on the on the podcast you watched it oh okay yeah and one of the um and one of the listeners wrote in and was like, I know, Black Mirror is awesome. Yeah. So you watched well, it. That's it's great. It's very unsettling. Yes. This might cross some people's line for what they'd be comfortable watching. Yes. You know, nobody who's listening to this podcast, I think you would all dig it totally. But it's very uh, it's very topical. I mean, after watching it, I mean, the, yeah. the name Black Mirror is a reference to all the screens that we find ourselves staring at all day long. Yes. Like your iPhone and stuff. Yes. And after watching it, I'm like, man, I need to go take a walk. In, in nature, in you know? nature, right? And being in some places um, real, I know. Yeah. Yes, the future with technology in Britain, uh, in that in that show, is very it is represented as very, very, very dark. There's really yeah. nothing good. It's just such a great show, though. It every is. it's like Twilight Zone, so every episode is different. Mm-hmm. I don't, you know, I'm like tempted to give you guys some plot details, but. I don't even want to spoil it. It's like high concept. So each episode has a really cool hook, just like Twilight Zone did. So yes. if you're at all a fan of Twilight Zone, you you owe it. This is like a modern, yes. edgy take on it. Very you well owe done. it to yourself. Yeah. Very best take I've seen on Twilight Zone since the original series came out, Ooh. I would say. High praise, sir. <laughs> <laughs> um, and And I thought it was also very reminiscent, by the way, of Ex Machina. Oh, cool. And the one thing I will say, remember the episode where there's an, a kind of a, a android guy, sort of? Yes. Well, that guy is Domhnall Gleeson. Yes. He stars in Ex Machina. He does, does he? 
which is a movie about how he interacts with an android girl. So I didn't know that when I was watching Ex Machina, but he played the other side of the coin. <laughs> That's fabulous. And by the way, um, that guy is also in this movie. And I'm going to say my one little stuff that's great, because now that you brought up Domhnall Gleeson, I have to talk about him in a movie called Frank. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Frank is fabulous. It's got, it's got Michael Fassbender, who <laughs> plays the Frank, and this guy, Domhnall Gleeson, and it's awesome everybody it's like you, he wears this big head. mask or big head on his head, head. he wears a giant head like a jack-in-the-box kind of thing yes <laughs> yes and he and he's in a he's in a band whose name i can't pronounce and because it's unpronounceable and it's fabulous so go and watch is it a comedy frank it's very very funny but it's got poignant moments too. okay cool yeah it's great. he's gonna be in star wars too the Force Awakens. Yeah. I think he's going to be Luke Skywalker's son because he kind of looks like he could be. Yeah. That that kid. Well done, sir. He just seems like a great guy. Mm-hmm. That's what I think. Yeah. Yeah. And <clears throat> uh, by the way, Michael Fassbender, who's gorgeous. I think I think we can all agree on that. He's covered <laughs> up completely for 99.9% of the movie. He's the one who plays. Frank. Frank. Yeah, I, I respect that. I he's like a that. rock star. He's so yeah. great. <laughs> good guy. Yep. He was good, really good in Prometheus. Was I fin- he? I finally watched that. You you didn't see that? No. With, written by Damon Lindelof. How did I not see that? Was it good? <laughs> yeah, I, actually pretty good. Yeah, I liked it. Okay, I think that's enough. Happy for today. Do you want to <laughs> close it out? <laughs> sure. <Okay>. So. <clears throat> what? Wow. Uh, Do I want to close it out? Do I want to close it out? You mean, right, that's our show, episode 184? Thanks for listening. Yeah, yeah. I just mean, are you ready? Are you ready? No, I didn't. uh, I didn't ask you if you wanted to. I just wanted to know if you were ready to. (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm in my little happy space. Sorry. I I phrased it differently than I usually do. (laughs) Would you like to finish up the show while I go take a crap? (laughs) 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 <laughs> okay, yeah, let's let's close it out. <laughs> okay, go. Sunday, Monday, happy days. Tuesday, Wednesday, happy days. Thursday, Friday, happy days. The weekend comes, my cycle hums, ready to race to you. All right, that's our show, episode one eighty four. Thank you for listening, everybody. Thanks, everybody. If you want to call us, you can call us at 650-485-DEAD. That's 650-485-3323. Or click the send voicemail button on our website. You can write to us at brains at walkingdeadcast.com. Please check out our other shows in our podcast network at podcastica.com. We're also on Twitter at Jason and Karen. And on Facebook at facebook.com slash podcastica. Again, we'd like to thank our sponsor, Loot Crate, the subscription box for the geek, gamer, and or nerd in all of us. For less than $20 a month, you get six to eight items of gamer and pop culture licensed gear, apparel, collectibles, unique, one-of-a-kind items, and more. Make sure you head to lootcrate.com deadcast and enter the code deadcast to save $3 on any new subscription. And remember, you only have until the 19th at 9 p.m. Pacific time to subscribe and receive that month's crate 
And when the cutoff happens, that's it. It's over. So go to lootcrate.com slash deadcast and enter the code deadcast to save $3 on your new subscription today. And for our next episode in a couple of weeks, we'll have more stuff. Stuff! For you. And things. <laughs> some things. Stuff. Things. Stuff and things. <laughs> okay, that's our show. Thanks for listening. Don't get it. Pink Allen. You know, I don't mean to embarrass you, but I'm a rather brilliant surgeon. Perhaps I could help you with that hump. What hump? <laughs>